Welcome to Crashing Game Night. My name is Matt Zierio. Tonight, radio, TV personality, and accessibility consultant Paul Amadeus Lane is Crashing Game Night with us. Um, joined, as always, by the beanied one, Gerard Barrera. What is up, my fellow nerds? Hello, thank you. No, not goodbye. We just started. So, uh, what's going on, guys? Uh, how's it going? <laughs> and then, of course, Babyface Diawalski. Hey, what's and up, the lion, And the Lions main, Jason Bolidio. How's it going, guys? How's it going tonight? Whew. It's going to be a good one tonight. As yes, always. sir. As always. This is going to be so, awesome. I want to give a big thank you, though, to to Paul for, for joining us. You know, you've got busy schedule with work and <laughs> at the radio and whatnot. So, so how are you doing? I'm doing great. And it's great to be with, with all of you. Um, I love the energy. Love the smile. Thank you so much for joining. Oh, thank yeah, you. Thank you. Yeah. It's really, well, really an honor. We uh we blame Gerard for the the smiles all the time because we don't know whether <laughs> we don't know whether or not he's bringing out his Nick his wannabe Nick Cage impression. So <laughs> the cage the cage is caged for now. <laughs> Again, Paul Cage uh, can never be caged. That's why he's still that acting, right. dude. That's why he's still acting. That's why he's still got a career, man. <laughs> man, no joke. Some of the movies are low key good. It's it's insane. Is he the great greatest actor? Dude. I don't know. He he deserves his own documentary. That's all I have to say. Agreed. He really does. We, we, we need to. We need. Behind the scenes of why he's still acting. <laughs> yeah. have, have you seen him on the, the new Netflix show that he's got? No, I haven't checked it out no. yet. Oh, dude, it's it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like the uh, yeah. was the um, entomology of uh, of curse words. Mm-hmm. Oh my! Oh, God. I have right, seen right. that. So the history of curse words. Yeah, yeah, I have to see, see that. So, so I guess, Paul, what logo is that? That's on your hat. Actually, the logo for one of my shows. So this is one for the uh, Entertainment Zone. Mm-hmm. All of my logos. Oh, cool! All of my logos nice. have like A on it for Amadeus. Mm-hmm. So yeah. This, oh, okay. As you can tell, has like the little movie kind of cutouts for the film, and then for the nice. Tech, I have one with a little circle around it, and then the main one for the for the company just has the A on it and everything. So just a little. Oh, that's little, sick. Oh, very cool. Nice. Nice is little kind of in the light. In the light, it almost looked like an Arizona Diamondbacks logo. <laughs> Almost, yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I've gotten got that. I've gotten A's, uh, Oakland A's, everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I could see the Oakland A's before yeah. the the Diamondbacks, man. Because even still, like the, the Diamondbacks was red. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Paul, let's give let's give our listeners and the the viewers and stuff a little uh, background on you because. Um, you know, some people know you as an accessibility consultant um, across the board, but they don't kind of know the the history of that. So, um, you were in a, a multi car accident um, that left you with a, a C six injury. Um, you know how how was that for you? I mean, to that transition. You know, it was it was a trip. You know, because when I. I had my anniversary for my accident um, last week for 28 years, it's been. Oh, and congratulations. It, was, it was just a trip. You know, I was coming home from hanging out uh, with a cousin of mine and some friends, and I was supposed to be chilling with my fiance at the time, but I wanted to hang out with the crew. 
And I was just on my way home and got involved in an accident on 710 Freeway. And it was, it was a trip. I thought it was a dream. You know what I mean? It's like when something happens mm-hmm. that shocks you so much, it's kind of like, what am I going to wake up from this nightmare? And about four months into it, being in the hospital, I realized I wasn't going to wake up from the nightmare. And this was like just, just what I had to deal with. So it was a, it was a transformational um, adjustment that I had to make with it. But, you know, like with anything, you know, you either roll with it or get rolled over. So I had to, had to learn to deal with it and come to grips with it. And um, do you do anything uh, memorable for yourself? Uh, as you said, you just had the anniversary. Do you do anything during the anniversary? You know, I used to. I used to. You know, oh, I, okay. used to, I, I know my wife used to make me like a little special meal or, you know, this thing. But, you know, after a while, you know, I learned to just celebrate every day because, you know, as you get older yeah. and years pass, it's like every day, every day is like a celebration because you don't know how many more you got. You know what I mean? So, but, <laughs> right. like, yeah. but I will tell you this, um, uh, Gerard, the 30th. I'm definitely gonna do something. Two years from now, <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah. Going big. <laughs> awesome. Yeah we're, yeah, we're gonna do it big. We're gonna do it big. There you go. Nice. Do you have any yeah. uh, tentative thoughts on that? On what you wanna do with that? You know, it all depends if we ever get out of lockdown. <laughs> you know, I would love to break. You know, you know, but but I would love to just have like a gathering with like all my friends and people who've been down and new friends that I've met and just celebrate them, you know, rent somewhere cool and be like, y'all come on out. Let's have some fun. Let's do this. Let's do that. And have like a a really cool day. Start early, like in the afternoon. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. And go till like 10. You had a nice long day of family and friends. Yeah. There you go. That's actually, that's actually how I've kind of, gotten to the point with my birthdays as well i just want a dinner with the family and everyone just be here family and friends just hang out it's i really i agree that's probably the best you can ask for yeah i think yeah i would mine's just a day (laughs) 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 definitely just go out and barbecue because you know you can be outside you can kind of like go out and spread around a little bit but yeah good old-fashioned barbecue barbecue. so you said barbecue (laughs) that's my word that's that's my word all right (laughs) it's a shame you're not at lucille's anymore jerry yeah well i can still pull a few strings i think we'll see it's about your connections man it's about yeah Yeah, so when we look at your your career, you went to 2006, you attended the, you know, back there, it was the Academy of Radio and Television Broadcasting, and you graduated with honors. Very what cool. was what was the competition like for for graduating with honors? Oh jeez. You know, it was it was crazy because, you know, it's an accelerated course in broadcasting. So they mm-hmm. teach you from the inside and outs, marketing, um they teach you promotions. They teach you, you know, editing, board op, announcing. They teach you. They teach you everything. It was about a seven month course. So every week we had tests we had to do. We had um, different assignments that we had to do. And the crazy thing about it was, I wanted to go there like in two thousand and five, but they kind of turned me away. They said, mm-hmm. "There's no way, you know, you're gonna get a job in this. There's no way that." Um, 
because of your wheelchair that you can be able to to um, pass this one test where I had to splice some. Uh, um, really? Some yeah. And they were like, you, you're going to. So you, you're not going to be able to do it. So you face discrimination right off the get go. Oh, yeah, definitely. Wow. definitely. Oh, wow. Definitely. So wow, I, I, crazy. I went away to and I was like, OK, no problem. But then like a year later, I had to change the circumstances. You know, I moved back down to Long Beach where mm-hmm. I. Where I grew up, grew up at. So the yeah, you got two Long hey, Beach man. boys right yeah, here with Jason I'll, and, I'll, and Jerry. So it's two, man. All right, dude. That's what I'm talking about. It's, yeah. I, unfortunately, I, I'm to, uh, tomorrow. I'm moving to Arizona. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah I'm staying. Yeah, I'm yeah. staying in Long Beach, though. Yeah, man. Jason's still <laughs> for the time being. Oh, for the, yeah, yeah. I, grew, I went to Lakewood High. You know. Oh man, really. Yeah, with the Bancroft Junior High, Star King Elementary School. I grew up on the north side. Nice. Oh man, I went to I went to McAuliffe and I, I went to uh, Los Alamitos. Yeah, oh, went yeah. to to Poly. Poly. My, my nephew went to Poly. He graduated like uh four or five years ago. Oh dang. Oh, nice. Hey, hey, congrats to oh, him, man. Go Jackrabbits. Yeah, congrats. Man. Jackrabbits. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm I'm a Lancer, so I don't speak Jackrabbit. But then we, <laughs> <laughs> the crazy thing about that school was about a year later. Um, I was able to go, and the guy was like, "Remember you, you know, you're gonna you're gonna fail this." So I said, "I don't care, just let me do it. I'll make it happen." Mm-hmm. So, I would do extra credit assignments. So that took my grade point average so high that they failed me on that one part, but I still had one of the highest <laughs> scores. In the you know, I'm like, I'm gonna do this. You're not gonna, you're not, you're not gonna break me. You know. That was your mic drop moment. I love like, that. Right? I love that. Me on the one, but I'm still gonna get honors. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then after that, though, you went on to, you know, become a uh, production assistant at uh, KFWB, uh, which is the CBS radio affiliate there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then while there, you ended up getting the job as bureau chief um, for NBC radio affiliate out there as well. Oh, cool, man. I mean, how does that feel to be like essentially one year removed from them basically telling you you are not going to get a job? To starting off the already having and then name. getting a bureau and then getting yeah. a bureau chief position. Well, you know, it, it was crazy. Another another surreal moment. Um, you know, working working for KFWB and the number two market in Los Angeles. You know, that gave you a little bit of a little bit of cred in the you know working in market number two. Mm-hmm. So the station that I went to the NBC radio affiliate was in San Bernardino, which was market number twenty four. So it was closer to my house because I live up in the high desert. So uh, it was just weird set of circumstances. You know, I've always been the type that I'm going to do my job. I'm going to do it well. I'm going to go above and beyond. And that caught the eye of the station owner. So I kept getting promoted. And then he's like, you want to do this? I was like, sure. And then <laughs> that, that's what happened at yeah. that station. That's awesome, man. There you go. Yep. And it. then um, just a few years ago, you became the bureau chief of... Came at 1490. Wow. You went on to start your own show, The Fast Lane, which I love that. I mean, just the nice. just play on everything, it. right? Um, and then you also did a TV morning show, Coffee Talk, that simulcast on to KMET too. Um, what was that like moving from being on the radio to being in front of the camera in that transition? Well, you know, it was kind of crazy, but I was kind of used to it because when I was at Lakewood High, had ROP, radio and television production. So uh, we had like a, like a TV, TV studio 
um, on, on the campus until they closed it down. And we had to go to where uh, downtown where Reed was, <laughs> the continuation square. Right. Everybody always know about Reed. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> over the public access channel. So, you know, I actually worked in that environment. Uh, but then like many years later, it was really cool because you get to see some of how technology has changed. And the only thing I didn't like was on the radio, you know, I can wear like a, like a tank top, shorts, Nobody can Never. see. Me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but TV now, I had to still wear shorts, but I had to wear a shirt and a bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> so is that? I, I see some of those TikToks out there with like news anchors and stuff, kind of showing off like, "Hey, this is what we you know wear on camera from the waist up," and then they're in shorts. Is that really how it is? Absolutely. I used yeah. to wear shorts wow. every day, even, <laughs> even cold. You know, yeah, I look good from the waist up, you know. But I have my I have my sneakers on and everything. Because I, I figured they were just joking about it, right? Because I mean, some of the broadcasts I've seen out when I was living out in Colorado, like they always showed everybody, you know, full body and stuff. So I just thought, mm, yeah, you guys are just joking, but man, that's awesome. Though. At least, hey, I'm just gonna wear shorts. It's like going that's to a cool. Zoom meeting. Oh yeah. Um. So when we look at that piece right and then 2016 so um you're after you were doing all bureau chief and whatnot you uh created you started the tech zone focusing on tech that's helped change your everyday life you know from oh, that's awesome um it was it from gaming entertainment sports you know the whole the whole gamut for you um and a couple of years later you debuted entertainment zone at comic-con 2018 oh dang nice that's incredible. So 2018 was a big year for you. Cause not only did you have Comic-Con, right? You had your Ted, you did a Ted talk up at PlayStation. <clears throat> and then you were also moderated the accessibility and games panel at E3 2018. Wow. What? That's incredible. Awesome. Dang, dude. Yeah, 2018 was 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 crazy. That that I was one of the years where things just kind of went into warp speeds. You know what I mean? It, it was, yeah, it was, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> exploded for sure. You know, like, and to have you go over that, Matt, I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that was all in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hey, I do I do my research yeah. on our guests, you know, and that was the one thing is like, you know, because we've we've been going to E3 since 2014. As well as a, as a, that's how we all met. Um, yep. And the only one I missed was 2017. And that was just because we were too close to the birth of my son. He was due in, in June, you know, June, um, you know, 17th. So it was like too close. There was no way I'm going to go fly out to, to LA. You know, this, we were in Colorado at the time to basically potentially have to land and turn around and get my butt back on a plane to head back to Colorado because he's yeah. being born. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of funny because I was working in downtown Denver at the time, right down by the Capitol. And I get the I, my wife tells me, go to work. You're fine. You know, they're the contractions are far enough apart. I sit down at my desk. I'm down there for maybe 15 minutes. Hey, hon. <laughs> you need to come home. <laughs> and at that time, because the bus schedules, the way they work for rush hour, same kind of like LA and stuff is you have the expresses that go in one end, but they don't leave. You have to go down to like the bus station or whatever. So here I am booking it down, you know, 16th street mall, which is outdoor strip that runs between the Capitol and 
Union Station and I missed the bus. I'm like, man, I'm going to miss my son's birth. <laughs> but luckily I got there in time. So, um, so when we look at, you know, some of your highlights too, which, you know, Matt, if I could just go back for a minute about that, yeah. that accessibility panel, huge shout out to Jeff Keeley for giving me that, giving me that, uh, that shine to do that was that that was history making. I'll tell you why. I had Sam Thompson from Sony PlayStation, Worldwide Studio, mm-hmm. and also Bryce uh, Johnson from Microsoft on the same spe- same stage. Oh, wow. Oh, and that dang. was the first time that that happened prior to when Reggie and Sean, Sean and also and uh, Phil, Phil oh, wow. yep. the Gaming Awards did it. So that was kind of like a history dang. making. It was pretty cool. That is, wow. I did not know that. That was the first time that they were on, you had Microsoft and PlayStation yeah. on the same stage. Um I always thought it was more the whole Reggie, Sean, and and Phil at the Game Awards. Um, so what was what was that like having them on the stage at the same time? It was cool, you know, because um, I met I met Sam, um, I met him at PSX seventeen. Uh, I met him I met him through uh, Kevin Chung, who was the lead. Uh, Council um, for Sony PlayStation at the time. We did like a little panel at PSX about it. Mm-hmm. And so I had a familiarity with Sam and he and I would keep in contact with each other. But Bryce, I didn't know Bryce from just his reputation of, of doing a lot of great things with the with uh, accessibility for Microsoft mm-hmm. and Xbox. And it was really cool because, you know, we, we are all still close today. You know, we, we still continue to chat whenever I need any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, interview them oh, they're all cool. there and everything so awesome so it was cool that's awesome yeah. and then have some gamers on there too who talked about their child blind gamer mm-hmm. and other ones too it was really cool oh wow <clears throat> yeah because i mean when you talk about blind gamer are you talking about um steve sailor no or it was, was it? Actually, oh. yeah yeah we don't we don't mention steve nor steve 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 guys steve is too He's too up there now. It was James. <laughs> <laughs> steve, steve's my buddy uh james rath um okay james, yeah, James is a really cool guy, and Steve Steve's my buddy. Steve was funny. I told him he's gonna be the new Crying Jordan because the way he's boohooing over the over the Last of Us Part Two. So I said it's gonna be the new Crying Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> now he's this. Yeah, now he's moved into streaming. Yeah, on Twitch, like heavy duty, and he's got a blind reacts or a blind um, blind playthrough is what it is, where he's having people come on and and play with him through games for the first time he just had Brittany oh, Baumbacher really cool. on from uh what's good games was like the first initial one and whatnot oh, so um d- awesome awesome dude um one day i would love to have him on as well um to talk to him about um his side because you know you guys are both accessibility advocates you know he's more on the 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 sight impaired and whatnot um which he got to work on you know last of us too um so from your side, what different things within like gaming and stuff have you worked on from an accessibility standpoint? I worked on The Last of Us Part Two as well. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, it, it was me, him, uh, BC, Brandon Cole, um, uh, Morgan, um, for the deaf community, Morgan, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Steve, uh, uh, gosh, I'm uh, Sean, uh, no, Josh, Josh Straub. Mm-hmm. Worked with this, um, and hope I didn't hope I didn't, didn't uh, forget anybody. But yeah, we all worked on that, and, and it was funny. Um, 
working on that project. I started working on there in 20, 2018. That's when I started working on that project. Wow. And and seeing the things go through from the like middle stages to where where it ended up at was just mm-hmm. truly transformative because we all had these grandiose ideas of what we wanted to do. And to have the team in Naughty Dog with with Alex, with Maria, with with uh, Sam, um, you know, to 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 give us, you know, almost everything we wanted in that was 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 awesome. And then that's my first time seeing um, the blind accessibility features and also the uh, mm-hmm. uh, the hearing impaired. It was like it, oh, was, cool. it was awesome. Wow. It was awesome. So I mean, when when you say they gave you almost everything you want, what did they not give you? <laughs> <laughs> man I, i'm still i'm still i still got that nda so i can't talk okay about oh we're good oh, yeah, yeah, we will yeah. not we will not violate nda that but, is that is I, our rule <laughs> I, will, I will tell you this that once they do put it in anything i'll say that was one of the things that we wanted in there okay oh, okay Hey, that is the one thing we pride ourselves on, Paul, is that we have not broken an NDA yet in the, the two plus years we've been doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, NDAs, you know, man. Yeah, especially when we've had uh, we had you know John Eric Bentley who <laughs> with is Barrett in Final Fantasy. He was on, and he even told us a story about the first time he broke his NDA, and it was like he got nailed. <laughs> swearing in his came down nailed. on him, and you know we definitely want to prevent any of that stuff. So yeah, no, no, no. Um, but when we look at some of your career highlights, right, you're on the board of directors for the American Advertising Federation, um, the Inland um, Empire chapter. Um, you've been the brand ambassador for the Accessibilities Expo. And some of the names that show up on your interviewee list, I am in awe and at the same time jealous at some of these names that you've actually been able to interview. <laughs> Um, I mean, the first one alone, like we talked about right before the, we went on um, air is uh, Dr. Maya Angelou, who is, I knew as a civil rights activist. I didn't know she was a poet. Um, That's so crazy. You know, um, you interviewed, um, at the time, was she the AG? She, when you were, heard? she was running for AG. She was she, running for AG. Uh, so you interviewed the now VP uh, Kamala Harris. Uh, you've interviewed the now governor, Gavin Newsom, Chubby Checker, who for, you know, some of us that, you know, the older ones on this podcast, you know, um, you know, Chubby Checker, of course, the twist. Um, you've got uh, Hill Harper, who has been on CSI New York and the good doctor, who is a phenomenal actor. Uh, you've got uh, George Duke, who wrote We Are the World, which honestly growing up as a kid in the in the 80s and, and early 90s that was kind of the anthem you know yeah uh of that you've got um boris uh kajo who is luther in the resident evil series um oh boris wiley, yeah Good noah wiley isaiah washington patrick dempsey so i mean you're you're already hitting Dang. up the wow. <laughs> you know gray's anatomy cast there um <laughs> You know, Tommy Davidson, um, who is legendary. I mean, I, I can remember him on In Living Color. Mm-hmm. You know, you, and you then know um, about, about Tommy Davidson, um, when I interviewed him when I was doing the morning show, he invited yeah. my wife and I out to, to hear him perform, right? So he actually did a wheelchair joke. 
And then, and, and then after, no way. you know, after after we we caught up with him and chat with him after the show, he said he said I did that for you, and I was Nuh-uh. like, <laughs> I was that's like, that's awesome. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> that's awesome. And then, um, and then um, <coughs> the late Senator McCain's daughter Megan. Oh wow! So. I mean that. I mean that's a that's a huge list. But I, I first, you know, the first one that I, I kind of want to talk to you about is especially with with everything that that happened this year and, and whatnot. And given your interview with Dr. Angelo, how did it make you feel when you start seeing everybody standing up again in a civil rights movement that honestly we should have never had to deal with because it should have ended years ago when when dr king and and malcolm x and, and everybody was fighting for the civil rights back then um how did it feel though when you saw when you see that rise up but also too is the oppressive tactics that we did see from law enforcement and some of the videos um and the former administration after your interview with her well you know it um th- that interview you know i still think about one day when i did it um because she passed away like a year after within a year after I did the interview, and, and during that interview, she was she was kept hitting the point that the the price has been paid for us, meaning that what people have done for equal rights was laid down in the '60s. You know, all the mm-hmm. all the deaths, all the ones getting burned, all the ones getting hanged. That 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 price has been paid. Do something with that price that has been paid. And you can tell that if she was alive for the last maybe four years, um, she would probably be heartbroken mm-hmm. just by what, what has happened within that time, like with George Floyd and, and, and others, it would just be, be mind-shattling. But when you look at people now using their voice um, over violence, you know, that, that is so impactful mm-hmm. because what happens is if a fool and a wise man argue, it's hard to tell who the wise man is. So I think if you see more people elevating the conversation and, and trying to act better, and if we do a better job of glorifying that, people who act right, and not glorify the ones who are acting crazy, mm-hmm. you know, I think, I think a lot more things will, will get done. But, but to, to have her say about the price has been paid you know that that still just echoes in my in my ear like it was yesterday. Wow. And that is something that a lot of, with a lot of her speeches she would always she would hammer that point home. Um and that's I think that's what makes things from over the summer because we've we have several um black friends that are extremely close to us are other content creators and the podcasters and stuff. Um you know friends that we've known for for years and to see, you know, the protests and how they were treated as almost like, you know, it was something that had to be put down. I mean, that's exactly the exact words that Trump used to see it, I would say 95% of it was, was peaceful, was 100% peaceful. It was just a bunch of, like you put crazy people that a lot of them had nothing to do with the movement that were starting these fires and, and, and looting and stuff. And then you compare it to what we saw on the sixth where it was the exact opposite and, and to me, it pained me a lot to see that, you know, we have on one hand, we're 
people are marching for their rights, you know, and, and still to me, you know, that moment where you had Trump pretty much gas everybody so he could go do a photo op at a church he doesn't go to holding the Bible upside down, you know, like Ugh. here. Um, and then in stark contrast where you have, you know, people attacking the Capitol over a whole bunch of trumped up lies and we're losing police officers. There's unnecessary loss of life, but they were allowed to basically just walk into the center of our democracy for that. Mm. And that pains me. I I think what was so, what was so frustrating is the blatant difference between the sixth footage and our protests which are which are not like matt said 95 percent peaceful but automatically met with so much friction mm-hmm. with with already met with disdain and and fear for what when it's already peaceful mm-hmm. all by assumption but then this crowd on the six gets to walk and storm the capitol it's so blatantly different that it, it's how can we not speak out? You know, and it's like when 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 we accept reality, that's when we can start to heal. You know, and unfortunately, you know what happened to George Floyd. You know, almost happened so often in the hood, but it just got televised. Yeah, and when it got televised, then people were like, "Oh, this is crazy! Why are we doing?" It's more and more, more people when they find out what the reality is and get out of their bubble, that's when they start to develop something that's pretty special that we all have, or we should have. The majority of us should have this, and that's empathy and sympathy. Putting ourselves in their in their shoes. Absolutely. But until yes. catastrophic moments happen, one's kind of like what Dr. Angela said, my Angela said, mm-hmm. um, when people show you who they are the first time, she said, believe them. You know, and they're just not some good, they're not good people out there who are just stoking a lot of fears and lies. And they're just a small swath of them, but they hold so much power mm-hmm. that they influence, you know, weak-minded people. Kind of puts you in the mind of the force, you know, when mm-hmm. when, uh, when you use a force to get somebody to do yep. something, you know, weak-minded. <laughs> These are not the droids you're looking for. You would take your tattooing, yeah. Mm-hmm. I- and you you literally just explained Trump supporters to me or defined <laughs> them. I'm sorry, but at that, I mean, stormtroopers. No, 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 no. no like, like the weak, mi- yeah, the weak minded. No, the weak, mi- the yeah, yeah, the weak mind. Because I, I'm sorry to say, like, it, it's just baffling to me. Mm. There's so much uh, of the proof out there that's that's proved that who they support wrong on so many different levels and, and, and instances, but they still refuse to acknowledge it and, and to, to really to acknowledge the truth. And, and it, it's, that's scary. It really, it, that's scary. Can we pen that though? Can we literally just call those people stormtroopers now? Storm I mean, <laughs> that is, that is just so on point, like with literally everything. <laughs> You know, yeah. and, you know, stuff like that would, would happen happen sometimes in the hood too. 
where you would get, you know, people who are up to no good would get impressionable youths, you know, to, to do things. Oh, yeah. And, and, we, we, and we would chalk it up to them being young and youthful, right? But now you have adults yeah. with that same type of mentality. And then when they have to suffer the consequences, what do they do? They, they not ride or die. They saying, oh, no, I did it because of them. No, no, That's no. Right. You're, you're supposed to be tough. You know, you, you, you about that life. You know, you own up, you buck up. But no, they're like, oh, no, no, no. He, oh, no, 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 he, no, no. he made me do it. I was following his orders. I'm like, yep. are you tough or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it happens a lot now, too, you know, just because everyone's, they're just, they want to get that status. They want to be in that clique. They want to, mm-hmm. you know, belong. And you're just like, come on, man. Like, you know it's right or wrong. Just, just yeah. think about it for like two seconds. You know, and if they're if they're if they're your guy, if they're your homies, if they're the, if they're your boys, they're gonna be with you tomorrow. You know, like like you said, ride or die. Yeah. In the words of Yoda, "Do or do not." There is no try. Right. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so, along with that, that you know, when we when we look at that and we look at what we still need to do from an equality standpoint, um, an equity standpoint, is how did it make you feel when? Kamala was sworn in as the first woman VP, first um, woman of color to hold that position, especially knowing you interviewed her way back in the day. And did you see it back then that she had that type of a potential to ascend to not only one of the, you know, from a senator that was fighting for a lot of things for, the everyday people and and standing up to, frankly, a lot of the bullies that are in the Senate that everybody who pays attention knows who they are. Um, but yeah, how did it make that feel? How do you feel though when you when you saw her being sworn in? It, it was funny. I was like, I told her not to big time me, and she big time me. She she. she <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but you know what though, we we knew there was something special about her when we interviewed her when she was running for California AG. We just knew the way that she just comported herself, the way that she well, was no nonsense, you know, and we, we knew, we knew the future was bright, was bright for her. We didn't realize how bright that future was going to be. You know, we thought maybe Senate, you know, but then mm-hmm. as, as you saw her in Senate confirmation hearings, when, mm-hmm. when she, um, with, uh, when was like, when she, Bill Barr, when she uh, cross-examined him on things. I mean, she just had that black woman still like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that, like that face she gave Pence during the uh, debate. Yeah, yeah. And, and you, knew, you knew something something was really special about her leadership mm-hmm. styles. And you could tell that that shows you how starved that, that we are for leadership. Mm-hmm. Because just the way that she comports herself People think that that's like something new. Say no, no, no. She's that. That's been her because we've been following her career for a long time. But to, but you know to see what she has been able to accomplish, you know, it's like it's like wow. You know, it's like an aha moment. You're like wow, this is this is really happening. You know. So of all your interviews that you've done, you know, beyond even the names that we kind of highlighted on. Who's been your favorite to interview, regardless of what their station in life was, whether they were like a rising star like Kamala or they were like Chubby Checker or they were just an average person? Like who's 
who is that one person that was your favorite interview? Wow. And, you know, I got to update that list, too, because there's some more I didn't add on there. I would say (laughs) Cole Sprouse from Riverdale. Oh, no way. Really? And What made it the best, though? What's funny was um, I met Cole, like, when Riverdale first came out at Comic-Con, and he and I kind of hit it off. So that next morning in the press room, he and KJ was like, hey, Paul, hey, Paul. They remember my name. I mean, I'm the only guy in a wheelchair, right? So they're going to remember me. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was the following year, I took my nephew to cover um, Comic-Con with me. So I sent him to the Riverdale room, and I was at the Gifted room um, for, okay. the, for the show, The Gifted. So my nephew was like, hey, Cole, um, I'm Paul's nephew, the guy in the wheelchair. Cole's like, oh, yeah, that's my buddy. And my nephew was like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, he do know I said, Yes, I do. And the reason why I say Cole Sprouse is because Cole is really down to earth. And when I, the way people treat me on like a red carpet when I interview them, that, that really has an impact on me. Because yeah. I've, I've interviewed some people where they're kind of like, if I touch the chair, I'm going to be disabled like you. But, but Cole will come oh. and hug the chair, hang on it, and we're, and we're having some fun. And also... Um, David Agila, uh, who uh, Star Trek uh, Discovery, he played Cleveland Booker. Um, oh, okay. Okay. David Agila was one of the coolest guys that ever, because he's a British guy. And he's like, he's like, he's like super cool, super cool. But 99% of them have been amazing and memorable. And, you know, it's kind of hard to lock down one, but those are just some of the ones that, that really left an impression. I mean, especially the ones I, I can interview live. Face to face, China Ann McLean was a good one. She was like, "Hey, your bow tie looks dope," and you know, <laughs> and you know, they're, they're really cool people. Nice. So, cool. before we get into the other couple of questions, I have for you is um, you've got a video that is on your your what on your YouTube channel um, that you did in conjunction with Android that really kind of gives an overview of kind of what your daily life kind of looks like. Um, so before we move into some of the accessibility advocacy stuff, um, I want to play that for our viewers and stuff. Um, that way they kind of give that, that sense of kind of the stuff that you are going through on a daily basis. Um, so let's go and get that fired up here. I got into journalism because I wanted to take care of my wife. I want to use my platform to tell the masses how important technology is. I use voice access to help me communicate with people. 13. It has helped me to live a more productive life. Hey, Kev, come on. Before my my accident, I was an emergency medical technician. I just recently graduated from EMT school. This is one of the most exciting days for me each and every year. I was really excited about that because I always wanted to help people. I was engaged to be married. Future wife, Ray, had her wedding dress already picked out. We were making plans to buy a house. Then I had my accident. 
my heart stopped for 52 seconds. Hey, Google, play exercise video. Then I remember uh, the doctor saying, I'll, I'll never walk again. I'm like, what do you mean I'll never walk again? I'm looking forward to sharing all the latest and the greatest assistive and adaptive technologies. My eight months in the hospital had a lot of complications. It was a time where we were going to just go our separate ways. She stuck with me because she really loves me. I realized just how precious of a gem that I have. I went from having my life planned out before my accident to now having to remap my life. Hey, Google, launch camera. Can't be an EMT no more. My fingers didn't work. I couldn't be a musician anymore. So I'm like, what in the world am I going to do? So I went through a lot of depression. I didn't want to live anymore. And then a, a, a light kind of kind of flickered on. Remember who you were. Remember how you used to make people laugh. What's going on, fellas? What's up, how you doing? Be that same person again. What's up, Paul? How you doing? Go back. When I found out I could use my voice, man, the skies was the limit. With Android, I could be totally hands-free. Technology has given me a power beyond what I could ever imagine. It's like I'm a superhero. I was overnight news anchor. That mushroomed into being a producer for The Morning Show. Went from now being a host of The Morning Show. I want to impact people. It's my mission to talk about assistive and adaptive technologies. I am so passionate. I want everyone else to feel that too. Thank you guys so much for coming out. I am so connected to this device. Turn off TV. I look back at some of the accomplishments and I have to have to pinch myself sometime. The possibilities are endless. Wow. That's a great video. I, really quick before we go, I just got to give you props on the bow tie, dude. The bow, tie, the bow ties are on <laughs> point. It was like on that point. purple yeah, one right? at the Abilities Expo. I want that one right now. So good. So good. You know, you know what's crazy? Um, I used to wear bow ties all the time when I did my shows. And then it wasn't until I wanted to launch my new merch line that I started wearing like my merch shirts and everything. But, oh, but yeah. uh, I might go back to my to my bow ties from time dude, to time. It, it's gotta make a resurgence. Dude, you man. can bring it yeah, back, yeah. dude. You can yeah. bring it back. Bring bow ties back. And, oh, that's and, cool. and two, a shout out. I think I think that that's Robert video. Earl's at the end of at that, that, oh, yeah. at that video. Yeah, I've been down Robert Earl for years, man. Oh man, you know they got a really great barbecue there, man. Yeah. Shout out to the Robert <laughs> Earls, man. <laughs> I, that's why I was like, I know that place. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they got some. Yeah. So probably is good. In that right, you you said you had that like that spark, right? Where you wanted to to remember yourself, right? And what made you, you know, make people smile and stuff like that. But what what was that trigger point that made you look at really being that advocate for disabilities? You know what? I I, I ran from it when I first got into the broadcast industry because I I felt it was a hindrance to me progressing. But then I want to say it was the Abilities Expo and, and going there throughout the years and seeing others who just felt lost with not knowing how they fit into to society. And I was like, I have a unique situation. I have a unique uh, position. Use that to inspire my community 
to strive for greatness and don't settle for ones telling you that you can't do nothing. So really surrounding myself with other other ones from the disabled community helped me to see that, you know, I gotta, I gotta take this mantle, this bull by the horn and just, just roll with it. Let's do it. And perfect segue into the next question I was gonna ask you is like, throughout all that you've done, being a champion for accessibility, and both the the gaming side of the equation as well as just the in general side of the equation with being that advocate, what's been your proudest moment of being that advocate and helping move things forward? Hmm. Probably that that Android piece that you just showed. Uh, it was like a culmination of the journey. And, and really, if you know, if I would have died after that came out, you know, my I would have, you know, I would have felt fulfilled, you know, because it was a retrospect of what I went through and how far I came, and to being recognized, and that was just to me one of my one of my proudest moments of advocacy because people were able to see that you don't let anything hold you back, whether if you're an able person or a disabled person. And for the disabled community to see, wow, there's a guy in a wheelchair that's, that's doing TV, that's doing radio, that's doing reporting, that's doing interviewing. And to, to have the younger generation look and strive and say, mm-hmm. I want to get in that field too. So I, I, I would say, I would say that, that moment right there. So when it comes to now, let's look at the opposite side of the equation, because, you know, you you're never stop. You you're not stopping being that consultant. You're not stopping being that advocate. Right. Because there's still plenty of work to do. So when it comes to when you look at, like, for instance, the gaming industry, um, which as of right now, you know, you look at Microsoft is pretty much leading the way with the adaptive controller that's helping, you know, people of all disabilities play games. Um and we know that, you know, PlayStation really doesn't have that. We know Nintendo doesn't have that. So when you look at the gaming industry is where do you think the the biggest areas of improvement need to be or can take place? You know, I would say if everybody looks at what the other does great, because I know um, Microsoft does uh, the adaptive controller you know, you know, great. That was a really innovative piece of equipment. But then you look at Sony PlayStation putting accessibility features in software. You know, that was like really transformational. So if both companies can learn from each other and and kind of build this the, this perfect perfect union in an imperfect world, you know, I, I think it's gonna like hit it out the park. And when we see that um, vision, um, audio uh, advancements when it comes to accessibility that's that's something that that i see we're going to make more strides at and i really do think too we're going to move past the day where we're going to need any controllers to do anything you know i I really think that's going to be the next domino to drop see what needs to happen is big tech has to Mm -hmm. align with the gaming industry and introduce these kind of type of innovations where you can control things by just your eyes and your the oasis yeah oasis man yeah. so if that happens you know then it, then the game becomes really immersive 
because you can put yourself in that world and you can have yourself running and jumping and all that other good stuff, you know? I kind of feel, and I, this is also my, my hope, I kind of feel like uh, it's a, this is like a common bridge that I, the big three could kind of put their differences aside and just work on, you know, yeah. hardware and software. They don't have to work on IPs or anything, but purely for accessibility. And I, I feel like they can find common ground in doing that. And that's what I hope they do in the future. Cause like you said, learning from each other, that can take so much time, but what if they just work together? And here's the crazy thing about it. The, the ones who are in the trenches, they all get along. Like Bryce and Sam get along real good and even May over yeah. at Ubisoft. Um, and also uh, uh, David Tisserod over at, over at Ubisoft and Ian, we all get along. That's, that's the thing about it. We just got to get the people who are at the top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, to a lot of those guys, there is no console war. There is no evil no, Nintendo, no. evil most, PlayStation most, or anything like that. And they just, yeah, most of the people, most of the execs that that we've, yeah, most of the execs that we've spoken to have both consoles or at least like yeah. have their console and like a switch or something. Everyone has two well, or three or all of them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So real quick, Jerry, I, I gotta, I gotta say something. Um, Throw out the party. Newman, Newman the brought this up in chat. <laughs> oh no. Um, he said bow ties are better than beanies. <laughs> uh, mm. I, yo, if if Jerry right. comes on with a bow tie and beanie, no, no beanie, just bow tie. Um, with, bow tie? I might you, be able to do that. I, I can swing that. But no uh, beanie, man. Like I Jerry, I did that before. A bow tie and a beanie on one of my shows. I did that before. See, hey. I love it. There we go. <laughs> um, See, we got the, we got the same. I, there you go. But but I'm sure Newman would end up saying Paul can pull it off. I'm, we're not <laughs> right. so sure about Jerry. <laughs> um, so Paul, when you look at like we look at what the gaming can do better now, the world as a whole. Okay, so all of like big tech and and gaming, but just in the world in general, what can the world do to help further accessibility? We're starting to see it now with the Consumer Technology Association, Um, the foundation branch, they do a great job of bringing everybody to the table, whether it's gaming, whether if it's uh, um, software, whether if it's sensors, whether it's um, all the assistive and adaptive technology, we're starting to have that conversation now. And what companies are realizing that when something is made for us, other people try it out too. And they like it. You know, they love being able to tell, tell their smart speaker to turn on their, their thermostat. They love having their voice control their TV. They're starting to realize that, hey, if we do this, everybody's going to love it. Because you look at some of the accessibility features in games now. Some people use that because some people have hidden disabilities. Uh, maybe they are getting a little bit older. They don't have that reaction time no more. So they may use a little target lock or other features. And when big tech recognizes the value of it, of the 15%, then I think we're going to see things thriving more and more. But we're starting to see big things happen now. Mm. That's a good point. All right, let's... The last question I have for you, it's a fun one. So we have to kind of... <laughs> Get off that. So 
The one thing we always ask our guests, especially with the name Crash Gaming, is when what is your favorite game to play when you are able to have those get-togethers with family and friends to play? Wow. I would say Civilization Revolution, Sid Meier. Civrev? Wow. Oh, wow. Hi, good that's, one. That's, that's I did an, not expect that, that answer. No, yeah, yeah that's not good at all. That's a good one. Yeah. Everyone wants. Especially well, when they, they, for the Xbox, you know, mm-hmm. I got it for, for Xbox, GameStop one day. Speaking of GameStop, right? All the money we're making for GameStop. It was on sale for like five bucks. And I was like, let me get it. It was like 10 years ago. Yeah. I got it, played it, fell in love with it. I used to play that game every day for three years straight. Oh, dang. <laughs> man, That's you bring crazy. it. Speaking of gaming, you bring that up, man. That, that group really took the hedge funds to task. jeez, oh, I know. Um, I'm, I'm a slow to the point, a little bit. <laughs> to the point, one of them declared bankruptcy today. Yeah. Wow. I couldn't even buy that. I tried to buy some last night, and they, they took it off. But then now they change it because... Clash X and Lawsuit got slapped on today. Robin Hood, yep. yeah. They're like, okay, we'll, we'll release little tidbits now, but I went to Cash App and bought me some more Cash App. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's uh, really quick. So, you, you you know about the the Reddit group that said to to go to other mm-hmm. apps or, or other yeah. stock, right? One was Doja. D O G E, yeah, yeah, Doja. I invested in it. I, I followed the group. I put in a hundred dollars in oh, Doge no in Robinhood. I'm averaging five fifty to five sixty right now. It's starting, yeah. So out of nowhere, this yeah, thing. we all kind of did it. It's it's a penny stock too. It's like a two cent stock, so anybody can really get into it. For Everyone's following nothing, right now, and yeah, it's crazy. It ended I, just I, shy of four cents. Wow. Just saying, I can't. I, I was like, like, dude, I like, I'll roll the dice, I'll do it. Like, but I'm like, okay, I'll put it in 100, I'll be comfortable with that. Yeah, I did AMC today. I did AMC today. AMC's AMC's climbing. I love how people were like talking about investing in Blockbuster, and I'm like, do you guys yeah, really that's understand that's what that means? Yeah, that's because there's still one left, sir. I don't think that's hold on, but that's hold on. I have I can speak to this because ten years with Blockbuster. Um, oh, yeah. That's a that's a franchise who that negotiated with Directv or not Directv Dish rather to keep the rights to stay Blockbuster. Basically, Blockbuster the only part of that thing that even exists anymore is Blockbuster Online, and that's Dish is using it as their pay per view movie service. Oh, there's, there's still one physical store yeah, man but like, it's yeah. not it's a franchise but it's a franchise it is, they, it's they a franchise that. It has nothing yeah. to do with dish so they negotiated the rights to be able to say we are still blockbuster they have yeah they have everything well, and one day we need to go up to we need to go up to bend oregon go visit the store swing by sony bend I'm studio so go down. see that place too um you know and i think that's that's the sad thing about what technology has done though is that we don't have blockbuster anymore I mean, think about Friday nights going to Blockbuster, renting the movies. And the three day rental. Three day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want it for do you want it for one day or for uh you know how many days do you want that for? One day, two day? <laughs> put that on there. Hey, by the or, way, you were the, late. There's the a race, restocking fee. The race to to get to the store on Tuesdays, because that's when the new games came out. So you had to be the and first movies one. And, yep. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I totally remember. 
But you know what? That was probably one of my, uh, I love that job. I mean, God, I was with them for, yeah, 10 and a half years. I um, still miss that job with, with Jason and I. Yeah. We had so, a blast at our store, man. So Dude, we, speaking we had of, so much fun. <laughs> speaking of games really quick, I want to kind of cover, um, you know, it's about time to get um, Paul out of here. Um, unless you want to stay, hang out for a little while longer, Paul. I know you've got your wife and everything to go hang out with. Um, but uh, Games with Gold and um, the PlayStation Plus games came out. So looking at Games with Gold, um, you know, we kind of touched on this a little bit, but we've got Gears 5. It's pretty much highlighting the games. You've got the old school uh, Indiana Jones, Lost Planet 2, uh, Resident Evil and then um, Dandara which I haven't heard of but you know for once Xbox actually put out a solid lineup yeah, it's, yeah, not it's, not bad. Bad. Um, it's not bad no what do you think what do you think of this Paul now, for the the game pass you know they had you something after that debacle when they tried to raise that price <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't going to talk about that but um, so for those that are listening at, um, when our audio feed drops and those that are watching is this past week Microsoft tried to double the price of Xbox Live Gold to the point where if you were trying to buy it new for the first time, it was going to be the cost equivalent of Game Pass. And Game Pass already has Xbox Live Gold built into it. So we, we all know, we've been talking about this for a while that they, we know that Phil wants to drive it more to game pass because they're shifting from being a hardware software company to being a software services company. As far as the Xbox division goes, we know Microsoft's already switched into doing services. Um, But the backlash was so severe that within a couple of hours, Microsoft released a press, um, a press release stating our bad we hear you loud and clear we're not going to change the price but by the way we're finally going to do what nintendo and sony already do and the free-to-play games are going to be free to play and not require xbox live gold mm. um Shock. which i did not know that to this time is that because i mean i'm more on the playstation and nintendo side is that games like fortnite that are free to play you actually had to have Xbox Live Gold to play it on Xbox. Mm. Um, so I applaud I applaud Phil Spencer and, and Aaron Goldberg and all of them over at uh, Xbox for reversing course on something that absolutely was anti-consumer. And honestly, after all the goodwill they have been building up with Game Pass and, and things like the Xbox Series S, um, that was going to set them back a lot. Oh, yeah. Definitely, and I think yeah. you would have seen people kind of leaving their services and going, well, what's next? You're going to double Game Pass. Right. Yep. So, um, and then we have PlayStation's lineup, which honestly, to me, just looking at all the games and everything like that, this is a, a bit better lineup. Destruction All-Stars, we don't know much about that because this game was delayed from the launch lineup for the PS5 to February. Um, but Concrete Genie is an amazing game um, with an amazing message that is all about anti-bullying, which is huge. You don't see a lot of games coming out that really have those messages other than, you know, you have Concrete Genie for anti-bullying. You have Last of Us Part Two that deals with LGBTQ. 
Um, you know, some of those those storylines there, and it's we really, have, you it know, really is a beautiful and it's stunning game, and it's very it, yeah, just very imaginative. Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed the game. Um, Control Ultimate Edition, mm. uh, which is I know Control was a game I've been kind of looking at and um, whatnot. So I mean, these are some great games as well on the PlayStation side. Um, so, Paul, when you when you look at stuff, which do you have all three systems, or do you tend to go towards Xbox or PlayStation? You know, um, I have the old Xbox One. And also, I'm sorry, yeah, I have the Xbox One and also have a PS4 and I have a PS5. But I do not have the, the new Xbox system, but I'm, I'm partial to, to Sony now. So. <laughs> partial to there you go. Okay, is that yeah, because you're in good company, sir? You're in good company. Is that before or after working on Last of Us Part Two with Neil Druckmann and, and Naughty Dog? You know, it, it was actually before. Actually before, it, it was shocking. It was shocking, yeah. Um, I was an Xbox believer for many years. I was anti-PlayStation for a long time until I gave it a shot. My nephew had a PS4, and I was like, whoa, this is this is pretty dope right here. And then after that, I just... <laughs> Rest is history, as they say. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. I was a PlayStation denier for a long time. <laughs> it's okay, man. It's okay. Like. Yep. On, with us, we don't hate the gamers. We hate, hate the player, right? <laughs> so <laughs> don't hate well, that's the one thing is like we look at it right. We don't we don't hate the Xbox community at all. Um, where we kind of knock Xbox is on the business decisions. Yeah, like Ethics. for instance, trying to double you know yeah. game you know Xbox Live. Yeah, going with a naming convention that is so confusing that people were actually buying Xbox One. S's X and one oh, X's yeah. thinking they were getting the series right, S new and X. ones. Yeah. Um, I have all the respect in the world for Phil Spencer though, because of what he's trying to do. Right. He is very much an advocate of let's tear these barriers down and let's just, everything Work is together. on everything, yeah. you know? Yeah. And would I love to have X cloud on my PS five? Absolutely. Because I would love to play Halo and Forza, but to me, Halo and Forza are not enough for me to go drop. $500 on a system just for those two games. Yeah. Mine's Halo and you know. Gears. God, I miss Gears. Yeah. Another buddy of mine who's in the industry like us is uh, uh, Tony Polanco, the Dominican dominant. Tony, Tony was on a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's what he told me many years ago. He said, I'm just PC, PC game for Microsoft. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> PC will always be, yeah. you yeah. know, number one. But it's when you go to the consoles, you know, like, Everyone's like, oh, I've always been PlayStation. Oh, I've always been Xbox. And it's like, that's fine. You you do you. But just at like just know that there's gonna be some games that you can only get on PlayStation, only some games that you're mm-hmm. gonna get on Xbox. And my biggest gripe right now with this this newest generation is Xbox decision to wait two years for any exclusives. exclusives. <laughs> You and your exclusives, dude. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been no one said that word in a while, you know. So I mean, like, there haven't been any. (laughs) Speaking speaking of exclusives, the other news that did come out is Returnal. Exclusives. um, 
which is coming out from House Marquee. It's a it's a going to be on the first party Sony side. Did get delayed till April. They delayed mm-hmm. it a month um, to give it time for more polish. Which honestly, right now in this day and age with COVID, the fact that they're able to get these games to the point where they're yeah. able to run now. Yeah. Granted, that being said, we the everything's documented with Cyberpunk. We've beaten that thing till it's a dead horse, and you know, I think everybody's beaten it to a dead yeah. horse. Yeah, <laughs> and. Now they released a patch with a game breaking bug in it. So yeah, I read you, some of that. That's just so ridiculous. It, it and, destroys and the so save it. file. And it again, actually prolonged me from line. finishing the game. I am yep. literally on the last mission. But I saw and I saw the weird workaround. It was like load up an old save to yeah to I'm test maybe to yeah. go best and wait like twenty three hours after. You I'll just wait. I'll, like I'll this wait. is the best workaround you got. Yeah. Right. It's, mm. So, poor game. <laughs> so, Paul, Just, I want to absolutely want to thank you for coming on. Yes, dude. It's yeah. so much fun it's having you on. And a lot of fun so having much, you man. on. Um, why don't you let the the viewers and listeners know where they can find you on, on social media? All right. Um, PaulAmadeusLane.com. My social media is Paul Amadeus Lane. All social media, Facebook, IG, um, Twitter, YouTube, that's where you can find me. And and guys, it's been awesome hanging with you guys. Looking Thank you so much, man. Yeah, dude. You Come back anytime. It's that long open hospitality, man. Yeah, bro. I appreciate it. And and you guys, you guys have a great show. Love the energy, and and continue. You know, bringing bringing us this great content that you guys you guys are doing. Really appreciate it. Thank and you. I definitely appreciate Thank hearing you. that. And yeah. like I said, you literally anytime. You want to come back on? Just hit me up. You know what? Maybe yeah. I'll come on, come back on and break some breaking news. Uh, with yeah, some dude. Stuff, with some Next stuff. time I see you, I'm going to sport that bow tie. I'm going yeah. to find one. I'm going to do it too. Next time I'm yeah. on here. Next time, okay. next time. Oh, we're all going to bow tie up. We'll, we'll do, do it. Bow, yeah, yeah. Bow tie up. All right. We'll yeah. bow tie up. We'll, we'll name it the bow tie up. Don't suit up. Bow tie up. Bow tie up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I like it. But no, you have you have an open invitation, like any of our other our guests, because this is you know once you come on, you have some fun with us. It's yeah. you're part of the family. And, um, and once again, congratulations on all of the success and and dude, yeah. advocacy advocacies of everything that you're doing. And we're really looking forward to the future and, and what you're going to yeah. lead and mm-hmm. and how you're going to help you know your crew and everyone to to continue and and. and find their place in this world so thank you man and and we're we're really really good inspiration and the 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 way you live your life is just so awesome just to see (laughs) it's just just how you're living yeah so just yeah i know you're probably not seeing this um newman Newman took another shot as we're trying to close this thing out really really yeah one more newman newman says first great episode thank you newman um which we'll have newman on live for the birthday bash podcast yeah. that's happening on the 25th um but he said jerry could probably look okay in one of those gigantic clown bow ties <laughs> <laughs> if he goes that far he needs the flower that shoots out the water too and the red nose yep. <laughs> so anyway so once again well, well, Paul, watch. You, know. you know what what i'm gonna i'm gonna get i'm gonna i'm gonna look just good do it, <laughs> do it. i want to see it <laughs> Uh, so it's good, Paul. Thank you very much for crashing game night with us. Um, to everybody that watched in chat and joined us, um, just 
you know, watching in the backgrounds and that will be listening to us when we drop the podcast this weekend, you know, thank you guys all for crashing game night with us tonight. It's, it's always a pleasure. We absolutely feel privileged um, to be where we're at, to have everybody joining us, um, to us to be able to bring on guests like Paul. And, you know, like you mentioned with Tony Plunk, we had him on a couple of weeks ago. Um, if you like what you saw tonight, please make sure to hit that follow button and that subscribe button on Twitch. Um, if you're listening to us on whatever audio platform you are listening to us on, whether it's Pandora, iHeartRadio, um, Apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe button to make sure you keep up to date on that. Also go hang out at CrashingGameNight.com where we've put up a couple more articles. Jason, finally, we did pictures! It, got pictures for an article so I could finish editing his article and get it up. Um, only took, only took what, like seven months? <laughs> you just had to find June, the right sir. pictures. It's, it's the right you picture, had to go man. through like millions of um, pictures to find the, the right, right one. Pic- megapixels. Yep. <laughs> so everybody, as always, though, please, uh, especially in these times right now, as you know, everything's flaring up a little bit with COVID. You know, we have the new strain that, you know, two new strains actually now, the one, the UK strain and the Brazilian strain. Um, Please, please be excellent to each other guys and stay frosty. What is up, my all my fellow nerds? I screwed that up. <laughs> hey, like right. you, you started you with the ending at the beginning of the show, and now That's you're finishing the, 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 with the beginning. Ball, you, you see, you've seen it. The Word first of its kind. I threw, I, I threw full up circle. Moment. <laughs> Word moment. Here we are. <laughs> Say good night, Jerry. Uh, so good night to all of my fellow. <laughs> good, good night to all of my fellow nerds, and I would just like to say, remember. The struggles are still out there. Show all of your support for all everything. Black Lives Matter, LBG, T, all of the causes. You know, show your support any way possible. And once again, just be kind and, and spread that love. Definitely, man. Shout outs again, Paul. You know, definitely won this whole thing comes out and we're able to get a sit down together for for, Absolutely. For sure. We're going, yeah. we're going to Robert Earl's for sure. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's, that's hey, the spot. Let's do it. Jerry and, I, Jerry and I will make the drive in from Phoenix. Yeah. It's we're a fire Now, Robert Earl's, yep. get some ribs. But um, thank you again for joining us tonight on, uh, on our game night. Um, definitely be kind. Rewind. Good old Blockbuster. One, two. Single tier. <laughs> uh, but definitely, right, like, just stay safe um support all the local businesses the small businesses because those are the ones that are slowly dwindling and you know we got to keep those around um wear your mask you know we're almost we're we're getting vaccines out you know we're almost there it's it's just around the corner just hold off for a couple more months i know it's going to be about a year you know, in this pandemic in the U.S., in mm-hmm. so you know, it, it's, it's it's actually it's not a it's now. not a joke. It's not a yep. it's not a hoax. It's not fake. Like it is real if it's lasting a year. You know, so deal, my man. Like Paul once said said earlier, remember that empathy. Remember that sympathy. And guys, I'm so excited for bow ties right now. Bow ties. This needs to happen. <laughs> this is good. So we got to be able to end the show in order to get to the bow ties. So TTFN, that's out for now. All right, everybody. All right.